Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda to Dorkin Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel, or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit BlackstoneMotors.ie. You're very welcome to Monday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on this absolutely glorious day. Rita's just called in to say she's going to turn off the radio if she hears any more on LMFM about the weather. Now, Rita, don't do that, please. Stay with us. The weather is a big topic of conversation at the moment. But you see, Rita says, I know what to do. (laughs) Good on you, Rita. And you know what? In a way, Rita, I sort of agree with you because... We all bail in. It's all or nothing with everything, isn't it? And people are just gone haywire about it. And, you know, it's only a few days and it's going to get cooler by Wednesday and it'll move on. And you know what happens yourself. But that's life, Rita, today with things. It's just all or nothing, really. Thank you for the call. Do stay with us. Don't switch off, please. We'll be touching in and out. I'm reading the weather at two o'clock anyway. So just to warn you about that, but there may be other aspects of it too. And just, I have to do this, Rita. Sorry, just, just to bear with me, will you? Uh, there's a message that's come in there to say, it's 35 degrees at Navin Retail Park on the Atboy Road at the moment. I know Sinead was talking about that earlier on. 35, the heat of the day is really going to peak now in the afternoon. It warms up through the morning, but over the next few hours, it certainly is going to be roasting. So if you want to let us know how hot it is where you are, by all means, feel free to do so. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, I have to say that uh, we talked about ice lollies and ice pops on the show on Friday. We're switching themes slightly to start today to ice cream cones. And you do probably know that current service station, not far from Dunshockland, have been saying they have the big boy, the biggest uh, whipped ice cream in the land. Well, I'm afraid we're going to take the title from them now. Yes, we are. Aren't we, Tina Power? Yes, we are. We have the big defender. Um, <laughs> I think we measured it at uh, 10 inches there um, the other night. The girls, Ava and Cara, pulled the first one, but unfortunately, we didn't have a measuring tape. <laughs> so we never got a measure. And um, I think they actually pulled it on the sec- second uh, turn. They were um, they got it, but we made about five attempts the second time, myself and Neve and my daughter Megan. And um, yeah, we got it to 10 inches um, and it was very warm. So it actually started melting nearly straight away when we came out of the yes. coffee dock. Right. Um, but yeah, no, so we're up to about 10 inches now. So 
Well done to you. And you're calling it the big defender because you big see, uh, tell tell our listeners where you are and where these ice creams are available. You're in Retoth, aren't you? Okay, so we're in Retoth in the um, GAA down the back there um, behind the front pitch. Um, we work out of a um, 20-foot container that was uh, donated to us and um, all the dads, um, electricians, carpenters, plumbers, uh, steel workers, they all got in and they retrofitted it out to the way we needed it for, for what we were selling. And then the moms got in and painted the cabin and um, stocked it up. The carpenters put in um, shelving and stuff for us and all the equipment was donated to us. Great. Um, we have four girls working in there, Ava, Cara, Quiva and Kim, and they, they get paid. But uh, any money that we make, other than paying the girls their wages, goes to the development of the new land that was purchased there last year. Good um, But everything basically is done uh, voluntarily yes. down in the club. And to be honest with you, we wouldn't have been able to do this only for all the works that was done. There was mm. so much work went into it and still ongoing will do. Um, I was down there today painting boxes. Um, Navin Garden Centre um, donated all the plants for the boxes two weeks ago and we went down to wash them and to uh, fix them up. We have a lovely outside area for people to sit out, which they have been using, uh, but we got the last coat of paint on this morning and myself and another man. And um, there was guys down there cutting grass. I mean, from the front gate to the back of the pitch is all done voluntary. We have no help from FOF anymore. We lost yes. all our, our guys. Yes. So it is all done by the parents yeah. and the children down there. Well um, done to you. It's a fantastic yeah. addition to Retote and the GAA grounds there. So any profits made are going back into the club to pay for future development. But let's for get the back. Development. Yes. Now, I yes. have to say, the first two weeks we opened... Um, we took in twelve hundred euros, which is amazing for two weekends. Yes, and the money went to the Ukraine fund. Oh, good and on then you! Then after that, then we said, right, that's it. Let's start uh, trying to get the money together and um, to help put towards the development of the land up the back. Um, so uh, let's, I'm, let's on, I'm going to actually ask again if there's anybody out there would like to uh, sponsor some nice umbrellas. We'd, we'd like a couple of nice big umbrellas. If anybody would like to sponsor, we'd be grateful for those. Um, we have lovely ventures. We've got three sponsored by Grange in um, Baldoyle and the rest the kids actually fixed up and painted and it's an absolute beautiful area to sit out. It's great. Now come here, you're running away with yourself there. Hold on a minute. Sorry. Let's get back to this ice cream and I want to get back to this quickly. Tell me about this cone. You obviously have a, a, an ice cream machine, have you? We have an ice cream machine, yeah. So we saw the, we saw the picture of the guys... Uh, big boy um, in Dunshockland and we're like oh here lads we got it we got to see can we beat this and it was all just for fun just a bit of crack the kids had great fun pulling them and trying to get them you know as high as they could yes. um, and, and, and a normal a normal cone is what just your average size cone how much does a normal cone cost our, you our cones are our 99 comes with a flake sauce sprinkles whatever they want yeah. um, and that's for two euros two okay um, now the big defender how much well, is the big yeah. defender the big defender is going to be three euros Okay, so an extra euro for this one. But you're guaranteed, you said to me, what, about 10 inches? Oh, it is 10 inches. Guaranteed. It's, it's guaranteed. It's nine swirls. We, 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 on our last attempt, as I say, um, it takes nine swirls to get it up to the 10 inches. Okay. And what's been the reaction to the big defender? Amazing. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. The kids have been on. When are you open? Are you open up today? When can we come down? We're actually going to open up tomorrow from 11 to 1. The 
uh, college, the Rathout College are having their Debs in a couple of weeks, so the girls are actually giving out the tickets for the Debs tomorrow okay. from 11 to 1. So we said we'll open up the coffee dock if anybody wants to come down and sample um, our ice creams, our tea and coffees, milkshakes, uh, whatever. We whatever you want. Up. Now tell yeah. me this, how many of these do you reckon you could turn out in a day? How, what's your capacity? Well, whoever shows up for them will get one. They might have to wait a while because yeah. um, it is a lot of ice cream going into them and the machines can only pump, you know, uh, kind of as much. Now, we did a hundred and we did a hundred and thirty ninety nines on Saturday morning for the the young, the, the kids were training up the back and that was their last training day. Good. So they all came up in twos and um, the lads, put, they, they, they got a hundred and six, hundred and thirty, I think, ice creams out. Okay, so so it is down to, as you say, the capacity of the machine is a certain amount and it has to be topped up all the time. And we oh, are putting you have to be a, yeah. it up. And when you top it up, you have to wait for the mix to, to mix and churn and yes. um, to come back up through the pipes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, it has, it has kind of got failed on us a couple of times because there's been so many people buying the ice creams yes. anyway because we've been at this for the, since March. Mm. Uh, when we opened up and the ice creams are phenomenal. The kids come in after training and the adults come in after they're finished their, their training as well and we've had um, clubs from all over. We've had the, the guys from America were here uh, for the fail. They came and played in the throat and they all got ice cream. Got ice cream as well. And I believe the yeah, yeah. reputation of the big defender is now in the Big Apple in New York City thanks to your son. <laughs> yeah, my son played for, for a throat. Um, all the way through, and he also played for me. So um, yeah, no, we're getting the word out. So they're um, they're they're looking around to see can they get on to make a bigger defender <laughs> over there for us, and they'll take pictures. But so far, no one has done it. So we okay, so you are saying on late lunch on LMFM Radio this afternoon that you've stole the thunder from current service stations, big boy. That the big defender now is the biggest. It is. For the moment. For the moment. The <laughs> challenge, the gauntlet is thrown down. And if you want to taste it, get into Rathout GAA grounds there. They'd be delighted to see you. Have a little patience. Three euro, you're supporting the club and you're going to taste a record breaker. Um, I take it they won't need Hawkeye to uh, do an analysis between uh, yourselves I, I, and Corrins, will that. they? I do that, but we're going to keep our measuring tape there anyway, just in case anybody um, disputes the, the, the height of us. But uh, it's, listen, this is all just for a bit of fun. And, you know, for other clubs maybe to jump on as well. Um, I mean, the, the reaction we get when we have other clubs coming in to play matches yeah. and come in, they come down and buy teas and coffees and ice creams. And they're amazing, um, the support we're getting from our own and from outside. Well, listen, so. well done to you. you. You're very recent. You're finding your way. You've got it there yeah. at this stage. You have this remarkable big defender. And even in the heat, they're able to deliver them. All you got to do is gobble them from there. Wish you well <laughs> with it. Tina, oh, thanks, thanks for joining so me. Take care yeah, of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Tina Power there. The big defender. Whipped ice. In Retoth. 10 inches they have and anything you want and it's sprinkles or sauce and you'll get your your little chockies in it as well they've they say they are they've measured it and they're sure they now are the biggest anyone can top that anyway the temperatures are coming in 31 degrees under a cherry tree in Dunshockland says Anne this afternoon isn't it just lovely it really is I could do it in ice cream cone Louise what do you think a, the, a whipped ice cream cone you can't beat the whipped we were talking about the ices last week but a lovely whipped cone is gorgeous isn't it? It it's really fab. is. Ah.
listen at you this time eat of pretty year. fast in this weather though you would you would <laughs> that 10 incher there wouldn't uh, stay 10 inches for too long with the heat that's around today that is for sure it'd be attacked by the intense heat no doubt about it uh, any way you like a whipped ice cream cone in particular any any if you were going for whipped ice cream where would you go chairman feckner sandpit yeah, mm. actually, Term and Feckin, my crew love the shop in Term and Feckin. It's the central shop there. Yeah. They go there, they love the whipped ice cream cone there. They said there's nothing like it. I've always said that one of my favourites is Mimna's in Slane. Oh, you always said that on I your way to fishing. Say, you'll always yes, stop off. I would always say Mimna's is gorgeous as well. And sure, do you remember we sat in Kira Courtney, did the ice cream tour yeah. a few years ago? Who won? Oh, God almighty, now you put me on the spot. I can't remember. I That's can't six remember. years ago. Oh, it's that like Sure, Louise. Time for another one. What are they for me breakfast? What are you asking me about <laughs> six years ago? I can't remember. Kieran remember though. She she sometimes tunes I in. I think was it the shop in Hayston and Navin, the petrol station. It was there? in Navin, win. Yeah, it was a mead shop that uh, won. We went all over loud the mead. I thought it was. Was I, it? I thought it was the service mm. station in Hayston, but I could be wrong. That's the back road into Navin, is it? Yeah, Bow Park direction. I know it. It's was, beautiful. Was that it? I think so. I think you're right there. Care if you're listening, help us out this afternoon. You, you'll remember for sure. You know me, sure. Don't have me mind a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy the weekend, Louise? Were you warm, Louise? Come no, on, were you warm? I wasn't warm yesterday. No, I, I uh, was at a, a soccer match at in Termin Fecken and I actually nearly walked back to the car from my jacket. It was overcast. There was a breeze. I was going, where's the sun? Do you know the way they're looking for people who never got COVID? Now, I'm out of the reckoning <laughs> there now. You're still in the reckoning. I'm going to ring the College of Surgeons later and say, <laughs> we have a specimen here called Miss Louise Walsh, and she's remarkable. She was actually feeling cold yesterday. <laughs> was, yeah. I think they need to do an examination. I think I'll you. donate my body to science when I die. <laughs> say, here, take it. <laughs> They'd probably give it back. Oh, they'd probably ret- return to sender. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Late Lunch LMFM Radio. If you want to tell us where you love your favourite ice cream cone, Conyards, Dowdles Hill. That's a lovely shop. Myself and Kira visited that. Conyards and Dowdles Hill uh, in Dundalk. They have. You're right. Uh, honest to God beautiful ice cream there as well if you want to recommend someone with lovely whipped ice cream let us know 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text anyway it's amazing the things isn't it Louise people get up to in a heat wave to cool down it's yeah. remarkable and we're going to have somebody with us next on late lunch who's done something absolutely brilliant stay with us on the show it's 28 degrees in a car in Maharatloon we're just getting a message in there as well and that is warm it certainly is Louise I bought I bought a swimming pool the weekend. Yes. Another one. I bought another swimming pool. What yes. do you do with them all? Well, the one we had from last year, we pumped it up on Friday evening, put some water into it, mm-hmm. a, a combination of, of uh, water that I gather and little of the other as well, trying to be careful as we could. And by Saturday morning, it was flat as a pancake. It was right down. It, it just, I don't know what it is about them. They don't store. They don't seem to keep from one year well, to the next. Well, yours don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's people what? out there paddling pools for years. What are you incinerating there? What are you incinerating? There aren't. I would I would say they're nearly throw away after 12 months. Do you think there's people with pools for I'd years? I'd say so. Anyone out there with a little paddling pool in their back garden that they have years? 086-1800-658. I'd say there's very around? few. Huh? Have you cat around? 
that might have clawed it? Not at all, because when we finished with it, I folded it up and put it into the attic in the garage, so I did, and out of the way, took it down, and I really did. Now, maybe it was the way I folded it. Anyway, nothing to do, like yourself, Argos, click and collect, got one, slightly bigger, lovely one, uh, for the grandchildren, and they had whacking fun in it uh, Saturday, and yes, they, and it's staying up brilliantly, so it is, it really is, but I think they're, they're sort of disposable, aren't they? They're disposable. They, they they really are. They're hard to keep. You think they're... But you think uh, it's me, is it? Well, you seem to go through a lot of them. I do. I, do. I don't know why. Anyway, I know a man, and he's on the line, who has just come up with the most in- innovative swimming pool ever. Michael Farley, afternoon. Jerry, how are you, Louise? How are you doing? Good afternoon. We're doing very well. Well, I have to say, I tip me hat to you because I'm looking at a picture of your man-made swimming pool. Ah, Michael, I'd say you've just brought great joy, have you, to the locality? Ah, yeah, look, it was was just, we were here Sunday or Saturday evening and we thought the weather was looking good for the weekend and my nephews was down there, Thomas Whelan and Eamon Whelan, and they were wondering, could we build a swimming pool? And they were thinking, what would we do? So we came up with this brainwave with the big bales, the 8 by 4 bales. And we just put them around on the field. And we got a silage cover. Lucky enough, Ginston's and Minority was opened late Saturday evening. And we were able to get a plastic cover. And we put it into it. And uh, we have a bit of rainwater here on the farm. So we were able to use the harvest rainwater to fill it. So we have about 30,000 gallons or 30,000 litres of water in it. So it's it's good, and we had a few of the neighbours in and out. Now, unfortunately, we can't let everybody in and out because, for yeah. insurance reasons, mm. I suppose in, in rural Ireland down through the years with claims on that that went wrong, it leaves the farmers that little bit careful as to what happens because the last thing you want is someone breaking an arm or something. Yes. But we are having great fun out of it, and hopefully if it stays up for today and holds the water, we'll be very, very happy. Michael, I think you should register with Swim Ireland. You're the first swimming pool in Carnaross. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You'd know from talking to us down through the years. I have brothers there that were yes. before me, and we, we always come up with something... <laughs> Something stupid or crazy or whatever it may be. But look at it. It's all a bit of fun and it's about making people laugh and having a bit of crack. Yes. It's harmless fun. It's getting away from the iPad and the computers. Sure, (laughs) indeed it is. A bit of harmless fun. Yeah, and you know what I love? You're using your harvest's water, as you said, and you're innovating with your bales there and your lining. What about the lining? Is she good and tough? Will she take a prod or two that it won't leak? Well, we had about 30 people in and out of it there yesterday evening and it's after standing up to a lot of abuse, but I don't know um, if it gets a mick at all, the party will be over. (laughs) 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 We'll have to wait for the next faller in to refill it. (laughs) Oh, please, I hope it doesn't puncture. Ah, she'd 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 be solid enough, the membrane, wouldn't she? It is. The plastic is very good. You know, the reason yeah. it, it, it is tolerant enough, but if it gets a sharp object or something, it'll mm. be all over. Um, <laughs> we've been to Jess on Saturday evening and we had a little mishap. One of the bales moved and it started leaking a bit, but we got it uh, pushed back together and got it filled up. And it's, it's, we went out this morning at 7 o'clock and I was delighted to see the water was yeah. still in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the yolk I had and went out and she was flat as a pancake. Will you stop the lights? What size is it, Michael, roughly? It's about 40 foot long and it's uh, 10 foot in width. God, 
I'll tell you one thing, you could be staging Olympic trials there yet for the yeah, Irish swimming lovely. team. She's a great size. Yeah, it's gas. And there's, there's a few neighbours there and they're good to us down through the years and it's good to have something to give back that we can pop in and out. And hopefully the weather is good for today and for maybe tomorrow. And if we get today out of it, we'll be extremely happy. <laughs> ah, you will. You will, Michael. And tomorrow as well. But that is, you, you make a very good point there. And like we ju- I just see news just in the last couple of hours there and I don't have to remind you about... Uh, the Irish Farmers Association just asking all farmers to be very careful it is one of the most dangerous workplaces you know this I don't have to tell you a farm you have to be ultra careful don't you? You have to be ultra careful and unfortunately no matter how careful you are something can always happen and you know there's just so much activity on a farm and so much movement and so much livestock and different things and there has been terrible tragedies down through the years on farms and and yeah. It's hard to avoid them with the business that it is, but yeah. everybody does do their best, and I suppose in a lot of cases, it's not nothing is done deliberately. Do you know what? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's just a, for whatever reason. Yeah, the reason I'm making the point is that what you said earlier on. There, you can't open it up to everybody, and you'd love to have more people in, but there are restrictions because it is a working farm, and the insurance thing, of course, comes to play. And um, how many would you fit in at any one time, numbers wise? We had a, we had about thirty five in it yesterday evening. Um, yeah. Now, I'm sure we'd get more into it, but we're kind of just keeping it restricted um, because uh, for safety reasons. But um, it's it is like it's, it's a huge it's a huge pool, and it's quite cool in it. But hopefully now with the weather, with the temperature today, it should warm up a little bit. Yeah. Depth-wise, what are you talking about? A few feet, is it? Uh, four foot. Ah, oh, perfect. Oh, lovely yeah. size. You could what, do. What height? What height are you? Myself. Yeah. Five eight. Oh, you'll be safe enough. You'll be safe 5'10". enough. 5'10". Sorry, I'm, I'm, about, getting, I'm getting what smaller. About, what height is Louise? What she, Louise, what height? Actually, I'm 5'10". I forgot. I'm doing myself a couple of inches oh, there. 5'10". Yeah, yeah, I'll be, be all right. Enough. Louise, Louise, what about Louise? Uh, I'm about, what am I? 5'2", 5'3"? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be safe enough too, Louise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's great. Now, that's Michael, great. she can't swim, Michael. We have tire uh, tubes for uh, wheel barrels, you know the small little wheelbarrow tube, and we can slide them in on the arms and the wheel floats. So she'll be safe enough. I can just see her with the wheelbarrow ring around picture. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeepers, I'm having a vision here, Michael, as I speak to you. We're not, we're not, anyway, we'd be all right, the two of us. Yes, we'd be all right in the, in the, in the four-foot pool. Not Absolutely. a bother at all. Yeah. We'd, we'd be down to you by about half four. <laughs> uh, listen, Michael, you've brought a smile to our faces today. You really have. And well done to you on coming up. You're really innovative. And I'm looking at the picture. You can check it out, folks, on LMFM social media. The picture of the pool is there and people enjoying themselves in it. I'll tell you one thing, boy. You're onto something here. This might be the start of great things to come. Oh, I think I could, I could see a great thing ending this evening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not at all. Well done to you, Michael. Karna Ross is in the news with his brand new swimming pool, thanks to Michael Farley. Good on you, man. Thanks for joining me on the show, Michael. All right, thanks for talking to me. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 There you go. I love it. Louise, the picture's great, isn't it? It's just fantastic. It's just Ireland. All you can see is... Yes. His, his red face and yes. neck and then he's pure white <laughs> it's just Ireland though isn't it it just yeah. sums us up you yeah. know what I mean it's just brilliant and simplicity and as Michael says away from the from the uh, the online stuff and all that type of thing anyway coming up after two on late lunch we're heading to Australia yes we are indeed to meet Jill Kenny she has some story but taking us to news 
and weather of course I had to mention weather sorry Rita at two it's Mungo Jerry and summertime in the summertime when the weather is high you can stretch right up and touch the sky when the weather's fine you got women you got women on your mind See, you'll never give out about a sea breeze again, I'm sure, with uh, this intense heat. It's hot round the northeast, 27 degrees in Dunleer. Breeze has been on from the Costa del Brookville in Drogheda, as she calls it. Sent us a lovely pic of our two lovely pooches, Missy and Daisy, enjoying the pool she bought in Smith's this morning. Tully Allen, it's getting hotter in County Loud, 32.9. But I don't think anyone will top Caroline Birkin, believe they're hot stuff and mead for sure she says it's 37 she's looking at it thermometer there well that is intense for sure what's your temperature 086 1800 658 if you want to whatsapp or text us Finley's in our DJ for the very best ice cream cones you can't beat them says a listener yes it's all about uh, the weather at the moment sorry Rita it is a bit about the weather of course uh, because that's what everybody's talking about now my next guest I'm really looking forward to having a chat with because we spotted her story in the Irish Times abroad and she joins me on the line from Perth in Australia. I'll say good afternoon from Ireland to Jill Kenny. Hello, Jill. Hello. It's the night time here. It's nine o'clock at night. So good Good day from Australia. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I wished you good afternoon from here. So you're a different time zone altogether from us. Anyway, I suppose just to stay with the weather, temperatures we're talking about here into the mid 30s uh, would be commonplace, would it enough uh, with you, summertime? Oh, definitely. Um, in the month of December, things start to really hot up here and in Perth in particular we can have temperatures of up to 45 degrees, which really is unbearable and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, and especially, um, you know, I, in fact, I'm, I'm feeling sorry for, for people in Ireland and England at the moment because you guys just don't have air conditioning, do you? No, we don't. And myself and Louise, my producer, were just talking about this funny enough earlier on today. It's something that's not in the uh, in the DNA here at all. You'd know that from your time living here. Air conditioning, not at all. Why would we need it in this country? But perhaps if temperatures and global warming continues, it will be a factor. You couldn't live out there, could you, Jill, without the AC? Uh, no, you, you couldn't. But I'll tell you something funny, though. Um, yes, I mean, I grew up in Cork um, and I know all about the central heating, but we don't have central heating in Australia and I am actually freezing cold in the winter here. It was seven degrees this morning and I had no central heating, so I had to get a little pan heater out and warm my toes up. So it's different altogether, whereas we are, as you know here, we have our heating for winter time, so we couldn't do without it. And, and does it, you know, when you say you have none... Uh, do you have a fire that you can light? Do you have any type of heating when the weather gets really chilly? Uh, we do. We've got the, the gas fire. We, we don't have an open fire in our, in our house, but we do have a, a gas fire. But it's when you wake up in the morning and it's, it's cold around you. I mean, if it, the, the gas fire is downstairs and upstairs, we just don't have any form of heating at all upstairs. Now, I'm not complaining. I mean, I love the, the, the cold air around me when I'm snuggled under my duvet. And I always have a hot water bottle at night. 
you can't beat the old hot water bottle. You remind me of growing up in my own house. We had no heating at all, certainly not upstairs. And we had, of course, the open fire and other things downstairs for sure. Brings me back. Listen, the reason I'm chatting to you, your story is uh, a remarkable one, really. You went on holidays to Perth in Western Australia and you fell in love with the place and uh, you emigrated out there. What years are we talking about? Well, actually, it was in 2003 when um, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we went to, we, we were actually living in, we were dividing our time between Ireland and the UK at the time. And then we went to Sydney and we had a ball, you know, it was like, um, as I said in my article in the Irish Times, drinking crisp white wines in the afternoon with people and, and having a great time around the barbecue and watching the sun go down with a few more. And then, you know, it was enough time then for us to actually catch up on some sleep, but get up in the morning with the sun shining and go for a run on the beach. We were really into trying to build our fitness. And it just, I, I just had this feeling that it was an absolutely fabulous balance, you know, of mm. being able to get, get fit and, and, and feel healthy in the sunshine, but still be able to push the boat out when it came to actually drinking drinking alcohol. Because... It was part of who we were. We grew up with, with a lot of alcohol around us. And, you know, the, I, I don't need to tell you how prolific the, um, the drinking culture is in Ireland. Yes, and uh, as you say, it's uh, something that we are often reminded of and, and criticised for, and uh, rightly so in, in a lot of cases. So you experienced life in Sydney in 2003, and you up sticks, and away you went uh, himself, yourself, and your two children, or were your children born out there? So our children were actually born in London, and then we 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 were just set up with we you know we had this this memory of of the lifestyle in Australia. And we thought you know we really wanted to bring our kids up somewhere where we could offer them a really healthy lifestyle. Um, and you know we brought our problems with us, Jerry. We you think you're getting away from your problems, but actually the problem I had was actually within me, but I just didn't know that at the time. And yeah. so in 2010 we moved to Perth. Um, my husband was lucky enough to, to find a really good job here. And then we had our kids by then. They were five and three. Um, and, I, you know, you, you will have read the, the piece I wrote. I, I, I found it quite difficult. I found it difficult to settle down here. Um, I, I was quite lonely. I didn't have any friends and family around me. And I was bringing up two small kids who were very dependent on me. Um, and I was drowning my sorrows in the evening with, with, with the wine when the kids had gone to bed. Mm. And it was so easy to do, you know, um, because wine is, everyone talks about wine here. There's a real wine culture that we, we grow. We've got vineyards right close to where we live. You know, it's, it's, it's just part of life here. And then slowly I started to make some friends at the school, like you do in the schoolyard, and you're waiting for the kids to come out of class. And some of the mums would say, oh, we're getting together for a play day at the park. Do you want to come with us? And I'd be like, yeah, definitely. So while the kids were playing safely in the, in, in the enclosed playgrounds, all the mums were sitting outside the, the, the bars of the, of the playground, I mean the actual railings, and sitting in the grass on rugs and drinking wine at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. So you... I was like, yeah, I like this. 
Yeah, indeed you did. But it was a way as well. I can see where you're coming from because it was a way of integrating, helping you. You say you were lonely. Your husband was away working on, on the oil rig platforms. You had to look after the two children. And it's easy enough to get into a, a comfortable style of living uh, like this. You you ask a question in, in what you wrote and, and it's, a, it's a really telling question. You, you said... Uh, I sat down and looked at myself and I said, am I depressed because I'm drinking too much or am I drinking too much because I'm depressed? When you actually stopped drinking, what did you realise? Which was it? I realised that I was, I, everything was exacerbated by alcohol. So basically, when I was drinking, I was, I was numbing everything. I was numbing all my feelings, right? I was numbing pain from you know, things that happened to me in my younger years. I was I was numbing the joy. I, I was basically not fully functioning, right? Because I, I wasn't experiencing life in, in its full colour. Um, and what I discovered was that the depression was, was really just a feeling of self-loathing. It was knowing, and, and this was at a deep unconscious level, which I became aware of in sobriety, is I, I, I was... I was I was not living life to my full potential, and I and I I, I wasn't happy about that. I, I I I didn't like myself for that. I felt I was really holding myself back. Um, and then I I look. I, I would say to anyone who is worried about their drinking that it's important to talk to somebody, to talk to, and and it's better to talk to a counselor, Jerry, because let's face it, not everyone is equipped. Um, they don't have the skills to help other people when they're struggling. Some people can be a bit judgmental. They can tell you, oh, you need to pull your socks up and, 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 and sort yourself out. But that's not very helpful when somebody's really struggling with mental health challenges. What people need is they need um, non-judgment, they need empathy, and they need compassion. And I got that from a counsellor. I was very, very lucky. And that, that counsellor enabled me to see where I was going wrong with my thinking and with my behaviour. And I then realized, okay, I've always had certain anxiety that I, I developed as a young child, and I could look back and I could see patterns in my behavior. But it was very clear that within, and look, I'll be honest, it took at least six months of not drinking for me to actually see the difference between the me under the influence and the me without any alcohol affecting my brain. And with the, you know, alcohol messes with the chemical balance in the brain. That's a fact. And that was one of the first that I took when I decided I wanted to be sober. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a deep thinker. I like to analyze things. I like to find things out. And I went online and I did so much research. You have no idea. I researched the life out of alcohol. And I learned everything I possibly could about the harm it was doing to my mind and my body. We, we hear more about the body with the liver and the link to cancers and things. But I had no idea that it was actually affecting the dopamine levels in my brain and, and the, you know, all those nice things that we need to make us feel balanced in life and of course it took about six months for my brain to rebalance itself naturally for me to go back to being just in a normal state and that was when I realized I wasn't depressed anymore mm. okay I, I still get a bit of anxiety and I still respond to stress in a normal you know like everyone else does you know life doesn't change completely just because you don't drink but you respond differently to the, to the things that happen to you in life because you're more calm in your mind Yes. 
And uh, your story <clears throat> is a telling one and uh, there's a real lesson in it as well, may I say, for people who may be struggling with alcohol at this time. You you, you changed as a person. As you said, it took months uh, for the uh, penny to drop with you, but you're, you're, you're alcohol-free now and you have been for some time. You've sorted out your life. It's amazing what it's brought to your life now, but you had to say goodbye to those ladies in the park who enjoyed the bottles of wine. They were gone from your life. And you know, it's an interesting one, Jerry. I didn't actually consciously decide to shut the door on these people. They went, so part, look, one of the things I always wanted to do when I was in my younger years, look, I used to write. I used to write for Hello Magazine when I was in my, my 20s and 30s. I lived in London. I had, you know, a career. Um, but then when I became a mother and I moved to Australia and, you know, it's a typical story where you get sucked up into all these responsibilities and your sense of self changes. I still had that dream of being a writer. And so I, in my sobriety, I got the courage to actually start writing again. I started to believe in myself that I, maybe I could be a writer. And I decided to blog and I set up a website and I started sending a blog out to subscribers and slowly but surely over time I built it up. And it's it's incredible how that gave me so much more confidence in myself. And now I'm I'm writing articles here locally in in magazines and newspapers. And, you know, I've submitted that article to the Irish Times and I've written a book. Um, And it's incredible the transformation in me as a person because I made one simple decision was, which was I am not drinking anymore. And that was it. And you've developed a whole new um, group of friends. As you say, you're writing again. I, you're singing in a choir. You're in a boot club. You're training for triathlons. My God, such a transformation in your life. Can I ask you this before we finish? What about your husband? Does he still enjoy a beer? My husband, was. we were as bad as each other because he was the same. You know, he'd come home from work and, and because he was so busy with work, he hadn't had a chance to develop friendship groups. So the environment that he worked in, it wasn't really conducive to... to, to and he, they, they didn't really go for beers after work. It was a very different working environment to the one you'd imagine in Ireland. Um, and in, he, he was coming home and the two of us were basically drowning each other's sorrows as wives. And, you know, he, he's given me permission to talk um, openly about him as well because he's so happy with the changes he's seen in his own life. He just recently had a massive promotion in his job and he's so happy and motivated and he he's just a lighter. He's just so much lighter in his mood now. Um, and I would actually um, dare to say that sobriety has actually enhanced our marriage. We, we we're much deeper. We we have a because we we've almost we we've gained a new respect for ourselves. You know, it it, it isn't easy, Jerry, to give up booze because it's such a part of our culture. Mm. People are going, oh, there's something wrong with you if you don't drink. Mm. Well, I know that it wasn't serving me. So I said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And in, in making that decision, it was, it, it, was, it was almost like I built myself up. I took the power back. And I said, I don't mind what you, you do. I'm, I'm going to make this commitment to myself. And my husband said, well, I'm going to make that same commitment to myself. And then together we decided, well, it, it's amazing. We've we, we made a commitment to one another as well to support each other. In our, in, our, in our desire to be better, to, to live a better life. And it, it, it's funny because there was one evening um, just before we finally made the decision to do this where our son, um, he was, he, he's 17 now, but he was 14 at the time, and he, it was a Friday afternoon, and my husband came home from work and 
it was like zero o'clock and let's sit outside in the sunny evening and let, let's have a nice drink. And um, I was, I'd had my, I was on my third glass of wine and he was on his second beer. And my son came and he said, so who's taking me to this party tonight? And I said, what party? And he said, I'm going to that party I told you about. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and I said, how are you getting home? And he said, but you said you'd pick me up. Mm. And I must have told him I'd pick him up when I'd had a few beers or a few wines a few, a, a few nights earlier. And then my husband and I had an argument because he said, well, you you, you got to do it because I'm having wine. And, you know, and I just said, this is ridiculous. You know, we, we can't be like this. We, we both have a, have a responsibility here to, to let our son go to the party and get him home safely. I didn't want a 14-year-old kid being at a party trying to get home from there without, you know. Yes. So it's it, those kind of things really enhance the, our, our life as a family. We fully support our son. And he now has a complete understanding that um, being sober is, is so much better for us, you know. Um, mm. And I, I just feel like we're, we're better role models, we're better parents. Good on you and well done to both of you I have to say and if you want to find out more uh, about Jill's story you can pick it up on Irish Times Abroad Listen you're very good to join me today I was intrigued by your story when I saw it and uh, you can even tell more uh, as we speak on the radio uh, what you've achieved not just yourself but yourselves as a couple uh, and a family I wish you well and uh, going forward in Australia and all the happiness in the world. Thank you for taking our call today, Jill. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure talking to Jerry, and I, and, and I, I wish everyone the best in their own journeys as well. Thank you indeed to Jill Kenny joining me there from uh, Perth in Australia. What a story she has to tell, and all the better for kicking uh, alcohol for sure. Late lunch, LMFM radio still to come on the show. We're going to meet fashionista sisters from uh, Drogheda and uh, from County Louth and Orla Lally Mead, ladies midfielder, is having a word with us too in the next while. What a win over Donegal uh, yesterday and Mead back in the All-Ireland final. Van Morrison and Moon Dance on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. 31 degrees in screen. I told you, hot stuff in Mead. 29 Magella reports from Drum Conrad, also in the Royal County. And the swimming pool. The swimming pool, Louise, you were right. There's, there you go. There's a listener says, I bought a paddling pool in 2005 and only replaced it last year. What am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. You're definitely doing something Aren't wrong. Aren't I? Yeah. And, 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 and the listener goes on to say, uh, it got punctured. There was three rims. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Three rims on it. Three different ones that mm. you blow up. I know what you're talking about. They got a hole in the top one, repaired it with a bicycle patch, but eventually it just got too big, that top uh, part of it, and had to change it last year. So there you are. There is longevity in them. I'm going to have to mine this new pool with kid gloves. But you know what, folks? We are just doing a moon dance in here, Michelle and Louise, because Mark O'Driscoll... Thanks, ar- Mark. Mark, you're a star, arrived in with round trees, fruit pastel lollies, Aren't they lovely? Huh? They're lovely. Oh my God. How to try and eat a fruit pasty lolly <laughs> in the time frame of Moondance and we failed miserably. Louise came in the door and started laying down the law to me. This is the way you eat it and I told her to go away and go away and eat her <laughs> own lolly. I bet lolly you out. can't remember all the colours you've just eaten without looking at the packaging. Well, there's, I know there's three. Yeah, I won't look at the packaging. The, I don't think there was any green in this one. I think yellow... Red, orange. Am I right? Or was there green? In there it was somewhere? green. Was there? Yeah. 
Jeepers, I gobbled that. Middle I didn't realise. Was that the middle colour mm. on it? Aren't they gorgeous, though? Yeah, they're lovely. They are a lovely lolly. We were talking about them I don't on the think show I've ever Friday. had any of these had before. You not? No, I mm. think so. Oh, they're the business. They really are. Mark, you're a saviour. Mark Cornetto's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just one. Just one, Mark. Just one. No, two, please. I'm only joking, mm-hmm. Mark. For the love of Thanks, God, it, Mark. it's our turn next to do the, the lollipop thing. Anyway. Of the ice lolly thing. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Cooling us down lovely in the heat of the LMFM studios this afternoon. Rita's gone at this stage. Oh, she's gone. She switched <laughs> off. I know she's gone. Rita, Rita, sorry, Rita. I hope you're not gone. I hope you're not gone, Rita. But anyway, if you are, sure. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Up next on the show, it's fashionistas Ruth and Jane Flanagan on Your Late Lunch. My next guests are sisters from County Louth and they have a much-loved blog called Style Ignite. And now they've moved into the online fashion world with an exciting new Irish knitwear brand bringing stylish, sustainable and comfortable clothing to the fore. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Jane and Ruth Flanagan. Hi, ladies. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Ruth, if I could start with yourself. Um, you were based in London up until, what, the be- beginning of the pandemic. What were you doing over there? So I was working as a visual merchandiser um, on the Hards um, team for three years. And during my time there, I specialised in ladies' fashion wear and the children's wear department. And I also helped on the windows team as well. Harrods, come on, Ruth, come on. What a job. Yeah, it was so amazing. So I really enjoyed it. And no shortage of money with the big spenders visiting Harrods. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of um, big spenders, all right. And such amazing brands to work with as well. Mm, it's an amazing store, isn't it? I've been to it on a few occasions myself. And just in awe when you look at everything it has to offer. I know, I know. It's amazing. And they have amazing um, pop-ups and obviously their windows as well. Is um, Everyone wants to go see them. They're like the best windows in the world. So, yeah, you're just dealing with the most amazing brands and mm. it's just unbelievable. So you have that experience under your belt and you come home. Why did you come home? Was it to do with the pandemic or what was this re- the reason? Yes, so I had been living in London for three years and... I definitely felt that I got the best that I could out of the three years. Yes. And I didn't really want to be over there during mm. the pandemic. So I moved back to my family home in Tully Allen in Louth. And uh, that's when Jane and I started working um, on the development of our brand. Good on you. Jane, welcome to the show. You didn't emigrate like the sister. You stayed here. You were working with Duns in Dublin. Uh, yeah, I currently work as um, the lead designer for their laundry accessories and footwear department. And so I've been there just over five years now. So you that is your uh, day job? That's where you are uh, working at this present time? Yes, that's my day job. And then uh, I help Ruth uh, with Style Bank Studio on, on the side, like in the evenings and at the weekends. I see. So uh, bringing both sets of skills together uh, to work on your own personal style ignite. What, what about this uh, step uh, into the online world and with sustainability in, in, in mind? Tell me a bit about this, Jane, wh- where this has come from. 
Yeah, it was uh, definitely like really important for us to have um, sustainability as like one of our core, it's a part of our ethos really, because um, when we were shopping online and on the high street, uh, we found that we weren't finding what we were looking for. And um, we, like a lot of the high street brands, they use synthetic fa- fabrics um, in all of their products. So we became like a little bit frustrated with it. So that's, that was really important for us to use 100% organic cotton in all of our knitwear. Was it difficult to source that? Um, we found a supplier online um, within like uh, about a month or two of uh, searching. So we actually just got pretty lucky and um, the quality was very good. And uh, yeah, it just worked out um, early on in the start. And what are you talking about here, Ruth, in terms of what you're offering online? A few of the uh, of of the real go-to pieces. So um, we have a women's wear collection of um, tops, cardigans, and jumpers, all made from organic cotton. And most recently, we've just launched um, oversized shirts um, for a summer collection. And we think it's really important to expand our range. So. Um, for the winter also we will be um, launching uh, beanie hats and as the time goes on as we, as we grow we would love to like do dresses as well mm. um, so so this is the start of uh, an exciting project that can really grow what sets you apart uh, Ruth you know uh, in the online space there are so many options there for people to go shop and buy from especially uh, when you talk about women's fashions and knitwears. What have you got that that differentiates you? Well, firstly, um, I think it's amazing that um, we're a female-owned Irish brand and we've come together as sisters um, to set it up with both of our skill sets. And um, I would say definitely like the sustainable factor, um, you know, all of the pieces are made from organic cotton and um, it's definitely, I'd say our range is definitely quite feminine and contemporary mm. and also um our prices range from 49 to 120 and um, so we really wanted to create a brand that was affordable sustainable and fashionable at the same time so yeah i'd say those are the key points yeah well don't you they're very important usps as well may i say uh you've it well well figured out who do you see uh, going going back to yourself, Jane? You know, you're working in the business here in Ireland. You know, I mentioned about the online space. It's busy and there are lots of options in there for, for, for people. Um, who do you see? Are, are, do you look on anyone as your competitors? Or are you just forging ahead with what you have that's unique and sets you apart? Um, kind of folding heads, yeah, with what we have, I guess. Um, I see with we wanted it to be affordable mm. uh, uh similar to like under their stories um we think that they've got really affordable and fashionable pieces so uh but for design wise we design it all ourselves in ireland okay um, so yeah and manufactured designed here made here it's uh, designed in ireland and we have a supplier in india and I see. he is he's got certified so yeah. That means from start to finish, like all production yes. is certified and it's all fair trade. Yeah, 
which is very important, as you mentioned earlier on. How do you, as sisters growing up together and, you know, moving in similar fields, how, how, do, you, how do you get on, Ruth? Get on well, I take it. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we get on very well because um, we're great pals. So we agree on kind of most things. And um, we're definitely, I'd say we definitely have like the same style and um, we have the same vision for the brand. So um, I'd say we work very well together. Yeah. yeah. We do have our moments, though. <laughs> of course. There has been a few uh, disagreements <laughs> on things, but I think that's natural. And then also, like, it's very scary to start up your own business. So it was, it's nice to have another person alongside yes. side you doing it along the way. So um, yes. And to also bounce ideas off each other. So true. And remember this. Yeah. I don't have to remind the two of you. There has to be disagreements. There has to be professional yeah. differences of opinions. Because if there's not, if it's all the same and we all agree... Ah, oh, yeah. you're not going to have that edge to you, you know that that obviously you're looking to 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 create. Um, the 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 um the, the business you're based at home, is it? You operate, but you are the one here at home. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have all of our stock um at home, um, and we uh, send out orders from Tully Allen as well. Yeah. Okay. So it is all here based in in the northeast. Well, well, I spotted you and I just thought, I have to have a word with these uh, ladies, locals as well, and making waves in the fashion industry. Just remind listeners on Late Lunch today where they can check you out. So um, our range is available to buy online uh, on www.styleignitestudio.com. And we've also most recently just uh, opened up a shop in the Royal Hibernian Way in Dublin, and it's called Curated. So if you'd like to shop the collection in person, come in and um, see it. Good on you. Good on you. There's also 14 other Irish brands in the store. um, Yes. And they're all uh, female. Actually, there's one male male brand as well. But yes, a really nice shop. So if you're in town, pop in and say hi. Drop in and say hello. So combination of online and touchy-feely in and and see what's there as well. Look, I wish you both well. You have a great experience with both of you between London and Dublin as well and you bring a lot to the table. Styleignitestudio.com is where you can check these uh, ladies out. Thank you both for joining me, Ruth and Jane. I wish you all the best. Amazing. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Ruth and Jane Flanagan there from Tully Allen in Loud. And they have a beautiful range. They really, really do. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Well, they're back. Yes, who am I talking about? Mead ladies. They're in the All-Ireland final after that unbelievable win in the semis yesterday. Orla Lally plays midfield. She's with me next. There won't be a fingernail left in the Royal County by the time the final is over. What is it about this group of women? Yes, Mead ladies, All-Ireland champions last year, back in the final again this time round. But by God, they had us on the edge of our seats again yesterday when they beat Donegal only just with a wonderful finish again. And one of those on the score sheet joins me, midfielder Orla Lally. Hello again, Orla. Hi, how's things? Oh, how's things is right. You're doing nothing for our heart health, I can tell you. 
Oh, no, no, definitely not. We're all testing you anyway. <laughs> you certainly are. Congratulations to you, Orla. And as I said, you were on the, the scoreboard yourself yesterday. What is it about you? Like, the first half, we have to be honest, you were in a half-time behind, and it wasn't a great first half. But my word in the second, what did Eamon Murray say to you at the break? Um... To be honest, Eamon won't say much now. He'd be a man a few words at half time. Um, but I think we knew ourselves. We didn't really need anyone nerdy to say anything to us. We knew ourselves deep down that we weren't performing the way we can. But um, our journey to here hasn't been smooth, smooth sailing. So I suppose we've built up a lot of resilience and determination throughout a couple of years. And it really showed then when we came out in the second half. Oh, it certainly did. And mind you, without Vicky Wall and Myra O'Shaughnessy, who were both sin-binned, it, it was a huge loss for you, wasn't it? And yet, you, you did the business. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think losing crucial players like that kind of gave us like that kick that we needed, like we really needed to play for them then and uh, give that bit more that we had. Um, so in a way, it probably worked out in our favour, weirdly enough. It certainly did. What is it about Emma Duggan as well? She, the Galway was unforgettable in the quarterfinals, what happened there. And then again yesterday, four points against Donegal, four crucial scores in the end as well. Uh, she's a, a, a talisman, may I say, a talisman lady, isn't she, for you at the moment? Yeah, oh, 100%. No, Emma is one of the, one of the best in the business. Um, she's She has a special talent, but it's not just the talent. She's extremely determined and works extremely hard so she's not she's not um getting there by fluke or anything like that mm. um you knew as well about Donegal you, you didn't have to you know be reminded about their capabilities you you've beat them of course in the uh, division 1 final earlier in the year uh, but you knew they'd present a big challenge to you you didn't underestimate them no, definitely not. We knew that they'd be on a on a high after beating Dublin. I suppose any day you beat the Dubs mm. is a good day. So they were definitely on that high. And I suppose there were a few players that don't have many years left playing and they were kind of like, it's now or never. So we knew that there was a lot of drive and that they had a lot of uh, positives going for them. But I suppose the best thing we could do was focus on ourselves, uh, which we did more so in the second half and then we pulled out the performance that we needed. Carry a weight. How does that sound? Carry a weight. I know, yeah. Um, it's it's exciting, I suppose, like something different. And we haven't played Kerry in a while since um, the Division 2 final. So and they're coming off a good run and they're on a good buzz. So we just, again, have to reset our focus and look after ourselves and give everything we have now in two weeks. Two weeks' time, the 31st of July, the final day of the month, back in headquarters, Kerry Meath in the All-Ireland final. What an occasion to look forward to. It's amazing, isn't it? Never mind Kerry's run. Your run, Orla, from where you've come from, to, you know, be promoted, to be All-Ireland champions, league champions, and back in a final again. You'd love to do it two in a row, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. I think the second time would be even sweeter because it was nice not last year not having uh, not not being uh, I suppose the ones that I've been hunted. But um, we kind of had that bit of freedom where um, 
we were underdogs and just went out and played and I suppose this year now we want to show that last year wasn't a fluke and that we we work really hard to get where we are and it would just be the icing on the cake now to stay up stay up there again. Oh yes. Uh one is fantastic, but really to win a second in a row would cement you as being a really, really special side. And you won't need any any uh, more incentive than that, I'm sure. So will training just for the next couple of weeks now similar continue to the way it's been right through the run in the campaign? Will you change anything or just continue what you're always doing? I know it'll be similar enough keep to keep to our good routine and uh, I suppose it'll be just kind of fine tuning and a few a few touch ups and be get but just be ready then for on the day. Yesterday, the heat had to be really intense out there. We're talking about it all the time here, and we're just wandering around at zero mile an hour. What's it like to be out there in that intensity? Uh, yeah, it's de- definitely hot anyway. Um, no, we're we're very lucky with our background team. We were in at half time and we had cooler cloths the whole lot to try and cool us down. But um, I suppose you kind of just have to put that to the back of your mind because we'd be giving out if it was raining as well. So we can't we can't have the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, yeah, true. you just you go out there and just put that to the back of your mind and get the job done. Yeah, that's it. You have a real practical approach, I have to say. Well, look, at you're so good to us. Thank you for joining me today. Love chatting to you. You're such fun. And honestly, I wish you all the very best on the 31st of July. You, the team, everybody involved, go do it for the second year in a row. And I really know everybody here in the North East and beyond is right behind you when you take on Kerry. Good luck to you, Orla. Not at all. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Orla Lally there. Mead ladies midfielder. Great player. Scored yesterday and looking ahead to that final. What an occasion it'll be against the Kingdom. Of course, Kerry in the All-Ireland men's final as well against Galway next weekend. That's going to be some occasion on the 31st of July. Anyways... We're heading up towards top of the hour at three on late, late lunch. Maya McGonigal with us after three. She wants to be Miss Ireland. And I have a gem as my artist of the week. And we have a gem now for you. Heading to news, weather and sport. It's Bananarama. Twenty-eight degrees. Oh, Liz Douglas Curry, Drahada, thanks indeed for that. Seems to be into the thirties in in Mead at this stage. Now, my artist of the week is Stephen Dimitri Georgiou, who was born in London on July twenty-first, nineteen forty-eight. It'll be his birthday this week. To a Greek father and Swedish mother who ran a restaurant a short walk from Piccadilly Circus in the heart of London. He had an older brother and sister and the family lived above the restaurant itself where they all worked. They all had to muck in uh, to the daily chores of the restaurant. His dad was Greek Orthodox, mum a Baptist. Yet Stephen attended a local Catholic school and later in life would convert to the Muslim faith, adopting the name Yusuf Islam. Strange mix indeed. Yes, you know who I'm talking about now. My artist of the week is best known as Cat Stevens. Uh, Where he lived in the heart of London there, he was surrounded and influenced by theatre and musicals. He loved the Beatles, Bob Dylan and Nina Simone, to name but a few. And he aspired to write and record his own songs. 
He actually began performing under the name of Steve Adams in the mid-60s in pubs and coffee houses around London City. He changed his name to Cat Stevens on the advice of a girlfriend who said he had cat-like eyes. His debut album, Matthew and Son, was a massive hit with the title song making number two in the UK charts. And at that stage, all seemed set fair for further success until he contracted TB in 1969, which almost took his life. I'll pick it up from here tomorrow with a story, but to begin the week of Cat Stevens, here's one I particularly love. Morning has broken Like the first morning Blackbird has spoken Like the first bird Yes, Cat Stevens, my artist of the week with the beautiful song Morning Has Broken and I'll bring you more about the man himself and his music round about this time tomorrow afternoon and late lunch. Alan from Carlow Weather Louise tells me, says the highest temperature he's uh, getting in uh, the northeast is Navin at 30.3. Spare thought for the people of Ballybunion. It's only 18.2 degrees in Ballybunion. You lucky people. I never thought I'd be saying that. 18 degrees. 28 degrees in Carlingford. We are hearing on late lunch today. 31 in Beliver. So Beliver dipping back there a little bit from what we heard earlier. And somebody's just sent us in a pic from a dial in RD where it says 32 degrees in RD. Now you have to be careful with these if you're in the car. They can be higher if the car is all locked up and you just sit into it and then it adjusts its temperature. And you know, thermometers and uh, temperature gauges differ from place to place. But it's hot. It's hot. It's really hot out there, Rita, this afternoon. It's shocking hot and we just got to take care of ourselves. I know, I know, I know. Well, the weather, weather it dominates at the moment. But you heard Evelyn Cusack there on the news. It'll be gone in about 24 to 48 hours. There you are. Late lunch LMFM radio final break this Monday afternoon. And we're going to meet the young lady who's hoping to lift the Miss Ireland title on behalf of the Wee County. Well, you know, I've just got a great surprise on late lunch today. I have indeed, because I expected to be chatting to my next guest on the phone. But Next thing I get a little message, she's actually outside waiting to come into you, Jerry. Maya McGonagall, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jerry. Sure, Thank just you. wanted to see you. I'm going to tell you, I'm delighted to see you. Sure, for years here now, I've been seeing nobody because of this blinking COVID thing. You are very welcome to oh, the show. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations, Miss Louth. Miss Louth, yes, 2022. <laughs> How did this happen? Oh, honestly, you know, it's more of a shock to me than it is to you, Jerry. Um, I just applied. I seen Pamela win last year, uh, Miss Ireland, and I wasn't actually that educated about what Miss Ireland does. Um, I thought it was just, you know, your usual pageant, wear something pretty and walk and da da da. And after seeing Pamela win and uh, the work she's done, getting iPads in homes for kids I decided well it seems like you know you can go make a difference there and really grow into a bigger person so that's what made me apply and get Good into on it. You. Because I was talking to Anya Duff and Anna Clark who you met I yeah. know who are represented. They indeed. have two reps from uh, me this year and they were telling me you know about what they were uh, planning to do and use this time with their titles to do mm-hmm. for, for other people as well. Tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? Yeah go okay on. here we go. <laughs> Sell myself. <laughs> I'm Maya McMonagall so 
um, I have a sustainable fashion brand called House of Maya and I've had that since the age of 10. Um, so I started that basically to raise awareness for political and economical issues. Um, and then I partnered with an organisation in the America called Earth Guardians. Um, so they're basically a youth-led operation and they help political, economical problems across the globe. Um, so they would have been involved in the Dakota Pipeline and uh, helping that um, and a lot of other uh, directives and projects as well. So with them then I've done a lot of work in the US as well as Ireland um, sending out uh, sustainable guides uh, that went to 20,000 classrooms in the US I believe um, and then I've been on a few directives with them and a few projects with them as well. So Good on you. Yeah, yeah. From 10 years of age? From 10, yeah. <laughs> you're a veteran at this stage. Look at you and you're only a whippersnapper. Anyway, that's part of you as well. But yeah. you've studied a, a particular area of interest in Diffie. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. that. So I studied animal care in Diffie um, and now this year I'll be going on to zoology in Bangor. Um, so the whole reason I started my fashion brand in the beginning was because of my love for animals and wanting to do a change in my own way. You know, as a young 10 year old, I'm not really having loads of funds and stuff like that. So I created a sustainable brand because I just used what I had at home. Do you know what I mean? I just yes. upcycled, came out with whatever I could really. And then from there, it grew into this big sustainable brand then, do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So animals, you obviously have a great love oh, yeah. uh, of them, you know. So zoology and Bangor University. Now, oh, Bangor's a lovely town. You know that. You're going to a lovely yeah, part of the world. Yeah, every person I talk about, really it tells is. me it's great. Oh, yeah. Bangor is beautiful. You're yeah. going to a beautiful part of the world for sure. So that's an exciting development. So Diffie has been the stepping stone for mm. you to head on yeah. to Bangor. Yeah. Now, Maybe this is an obvious question because you've mentioned what you've been involved in uh, from a young age. What are your plans charity wise on the run into uh, the Miss Ireland? Yeah, so I've been working with a charity called Evine's Pink Tie um, and they work with um, young kids who are dealing with cancer and they help their families financially as well. Um, now, my mum had breast cancer while I was growing up, so it's very close to home subject for me. Um, mm. I, I could, you know, you never know what would happen in the future, but you know, we're all, it runs in the family, it's at risk. So um, it's very dear to home. Um, and I worked on a project with them back in 2014 where a young man who was going in uh, with them, I made an offer for him and he went on the Vikings um, down in Cork. Um, so I'm looking to do something similar again, maybe a fundraiser. Um, I've been running workshops in Boomerang down in Drogheda. The uh, cafe. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Sustainable Fantastic one. place. Yeah, 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 it is lovely. And it's such an asset to this community, do you know. So mm. I'd like to get involved that way as well. Good on you. Now, besides all this, how do you find enough time in 24 hours in the day, young woman? Because uh, they're telling me that you work as an accountant for a property consultant too. I do. I actually came from that today. <laughs> I have the office phone in my bag, so I do. <laughs> so um, Sullivan Property Consultants, uh, I work for them and they're actually my sponsor throughout this whole very process. Good. They're my very first sponsor. Um, so they've been very supportive of the whole process. You know, if I have to go to shoot or if there's like the fashion show coming up this Sunday and mm. um, I'll be they give me leeway to you know work with that way so it's just mm. a very tight schedule organising in advance you know mm. I'm sure you know yourself they <laughs> say give a busy woman a job that's the the, the, the way to get things yeah, done yeah. so you can obviously <laughs> empathise with that yeah, because yeah. you are busy busy uh, with everything um, 
Miss Ireland to win the title there's a fantastic prize now for and you know to go on to then Miss World mm, mm. Uh, there's a trip to the Maldives involved yeah, Maldives, yeah, all yeah. that it brings with the year you know you'll be talk about being busy they'll have to put a 25th hour in the day for you <laughs> with all you're doing would it be a dream come true to win it for you? Oh yeah yeah mm. yeah mm. I feel like I'm really where I'm supposed to be right now um, Miss Ireland this year is all about environmental uh, awareness and they have a Miss Eco this year as well um, I I think I've been doing it since I was 10, you know, now is just, it just feels like I'm almost exactly where I'm supposed to be. Everything has kind of led up to this moment. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. yeah, I, I would say, you know, it'd be an honour to win. Um, and I think I could really make a difference with the with the crown. <laughs> so You can see it, can yeah, you? Can yeah. you see the crown? I can envision the crown, Jerry. <laughs> I tell you, the most beautiful hair, may I say. Oh, I don't know if it'd fit on this I'm now. just thinking the same myself. But of course it will it fit will. in and add to it beautifully yeah. as well. You know, I have to mention this anyway, and I did say to the girl, sometimes stuff like this gets a bad knock. You know, people it say, ah, oh, what is, yeah. what is that young woman at? Look at the talent she yeah, has. Anyway, yeah. What do you say to people who mention that? I think... Um, um, it has a very negative some people have a very negative perspective on it for you know they're just not necessarily educated on what exactly goes on and as someone who wasn't educated on it myself I can you know stand here and say it's not what you'd expect you know you're empowering girls here uh, they're growing they're learning how to talk they're going out of the way doing radio interviews you know talking to press it's really giving girls a confidence boost and it's well needed um, I think it's showing people what they can do and y- you know you can do so much more than you would think and Miss Ireland really just provides a platform for people to grow in that way whether mm. you win the crown whether you don't win the crown it's a very big growing and learning opportunity do you know what I mean and so many opportunities come out of it you could be signed to a talent agency you could be commercially you know anything so I think honestly um, I understand why there is a negative rapport you know from the past uh, not Miss Ireland specifically but pageants you know yes Uh, they've changed a lot it's changed it's grown it's evolved crazily do you know what I mean these girls are really making differences in their communities Mm. um, and it's honestly just a wonderful opportunity for anybody big family support behind your friends oh, yes. and everything yes. delighted you're yes. there we'll yes. be rooting for you all yes. the way yeah <laughs> I do indeed um, I actually have a lot of support behind me um, as well as some lovely sponsors as well mm. uh, I have a hair sponsor HBA Studio um, they're looking after all my hair they're actually based in Dublin um, and then locally there's a lot of girls helping me as well um, my friend she's only 19 years old I am fitness Alana she's training me up for the sports thing getting me in Good. shape you know um, my makeup artist is Alicia Thornton beauty and she is again another 19 year old girl running a business you know and this is an opportunity for me to give back to people that I know locally that are doing their own thing you know lift them up with me as I go Mm. so Mm. it's amazing you know um I'm just grateful. <laughs> so the final's coming up now in August, yeah. the 20th of August, Castle Bar, the Royal Theatre, big yeah. glamour night over there. Oh, it's yeah. all building towards that. <laughs> you have your your outfits picked and do you know what you're wearing? Well, you see, I'm actually making my outfits. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So everything I've worn so far and I will wear has been made by me uh, sustainably. So, yeah. yeah it's I great. think <laughs> that adds another string to your bow, if I may say. It really, really does. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's lovely to meet oh, you today. To You're so bubbly, so positive, and I wish you all the very best. Thank you so and much. I want to mention Anya Duff and Anna Clark as well. Do yeah. Who from County Mead yeah. will be there? You'll be there as well. Now we have three in there. Three, yeah. Vying for the title. <laughs> Odds are high. Come on, let's do it this time round. I wish you all the thank best, you so and much. thank you for joining me on oh, it was an honor. today. <laughs> Maya McGonagall, isn't she just lovely? She is indeed. Anyway, that brings the curtain down on late lunch this afternoon. Tomorrow, Fino Nulon is with us. He's the holistic gardener. Liz Sandeman's here. She's really into protecting dolphins and whales. Lovely lady. We have your two on Tuesday. And Elisa Murray will be with us too. She's a singer, songwriter and an audio engineer with Sony Music. We're going to have a chat on the show with her too. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Take care of yourselves this evening. Enjoy this heat. Really do enjoy it because you know it's not going to last. Get out there. Have a great evening and make the most of it. And we'll be back here on Late Lunch tomorrow, Tuesday, to take you all the way from 1.30 to 3.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Opal, Drogheda to Dorkin Cavan. Discover the all-new Opal Mocha, featuring Opal's iconic new signature visor, stunning Opal Pure Panel, and a choice of petrol, diesel, or fully electric. The new Opal Mocha is less normal, more Mocha. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.